Good day and welcome to the NCSA Mental Health Devotions. My name is Nandi Fleming and I'll be your host for today's worship. Before we start, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I'd like to ask this morning, Lord, that you will be with us when our emotions overwhelm us, when we feel like there is no way out and we don't know what to do or where to go. Lord, may you be the one that will come and that will take us to a place where we can see a different perspective, where we can see the bigger picture and where life can finally start making sense for us. Lord, help us in our emotional overwhelmedness. Help us to be calm and help us to know that you are in control. This is my prayer in your name. Amen. I'd like to read for you for our verse today out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10. It says, For we are his workmanship created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The title for my talk today is A Different Perspective. So in life, most people experience moments of feeling overwhelmed, when burdens of each day feel a little bit just too heavy to bear. What do you do when you feel overwhelmed? As a child, I would hide away either in my room or under my bed or in the cupboard or even under my blankets inside my bed. When the weather was bad or sometimes when there was a fight in the house or even if there were imaginary monsters under my bed, this is my response to feeling overwhelmed as a child. As adults, these hiding places may no longer seem like a good option. I mean, I don't think it would be good if you went and hid in your cupboard. But the need to feel safe or to be hidden is just as real for grown-ups as it is for children. The storms and the monsters and the fights of adult life have just come become a little bit more real and more overwhelming. So have you ever felt or said something like, I just feel like running away. I feel like starting over or going somewhere where no one knows me. Or perhaps you have said something like, I just want to be left alone and be at peace in my own space. This to me kind of sounds like the adult version of hiding away under your bed or inside your cupboard. And these reactions make perfect sense when you understand what it means to be overwhelmed. The Oxford Dictionary describes being overwhelmed as having such a strong emotional effect on you that it is difficult for you to resist or to know how to react. In the Bible, King David echoes the same idea about feeling overwhelmed, that it comes because of an emotional overload. Are you perhaps today feeling like you are emotionally overloaded and where you don't know what to do? King David writes in Psalm 61 verse 2, he says, From the ends of the earth, I cry for you for help when my heart is overwhelmed. This gives me the idea that um, David understood that feeling overwhelmed was something that has to do with your emotions. But King David also prays further in verse 3, and he says he, he asks God for a solution, and he even suggests a solution. He asks God not to hide him. He says, lead me to the towering rock of safety, for you are my safe refuge, a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. Now, this is a very interesting response that David asks God for. Instead of David saying to the Lord, hide me, he says, put me on a high rock, a towering rock. Sort of feels like he's asking God to expose him, to put him in a place where everybody can see him, not in a small hole in the ground. He says, "Um, for you are my safe refuge and my fortress. 
Um, but there are also other instances where David doesn't respond in this way in his life, where he doesn't say to the Lord, put me on a rock, put me in this high place. There are instances in the Bible where David responds like most of us, wanting to be hidden in a hole in the ground, wanting to crumble up into a little ball and hide away till the feelings and the situation passes by. And David literally hid from danger. We know this from his story where he hid in the cave of Adullah um, when Saul threatened his life. Psalms 31 verse 20 echoes the sentiment where David had at times in his life felt like being hidden. He says, you hide them in a secret place of your presence from the conspiracies of men. You keep them secretly in a shelter from the strife of tongue. So David is speaking here about being hidden. Psalms 32 verse 7 says, You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. So yes, there are times in our lives where physically we have to hide because our lives are in danger. Um, this could be for spiritual reasons. This could be because people are trying to kill you. For whatever reason, there are times in our lives where we hide. But we're not talking here about feeling physically unsafe. We're talking about feeling emotionally overwhelmed. And David's response to feeling emotionally overwhelmed is saying, Lord, don't hide me as such, but rather place me on a rock. Why is he using this different approach of saying, leading me to a, lead me to a towering rock, a fortress? David, you see, is not speaking of a literal rock or a literal place of safety, but a place of safety for his emotions, his emotions that are overwhelming him and leaving him to feel like he doesn't know what to do or how to act, a place where he can deal with his emotions and now how to react appropriately. So David is saying, perhaps, Lord, if you put me on a hill, if you put me somewhere where I can see better, I will know how to deal with these emotions better when I I understand more fully. I believe that David realized that the appropriate response is not always to hide when it comes to feeling emotionally overwhelmed. Yes, hide from physical danger, but emotional pain, he says, you should address. Don't just freeze up and hide from it, but rather address it. In this verse, David recognizes that it is his heart that is overwhelmed meaning it's his emotional response to life situations that's making him feel not okay. So he prays, lead me to a towering rock, to a fortress of safety. This is what David prays. Why does he pray this? Because he realizes that he needs to be able to see from a vantage point. He needs to see from a place of not feeling overwhelmed. He needs a different perspective. He needs a bigger view, a bigger picture of what's going on with his emotions. This is why he changes his approach. So why a rock? Why a fortress? When I think of a rock, I think of a mountain, of something high and above everything else. When I think of a fortress, I imagine the same, a type of castle on a hill, high above the rest of the world, where you can gain perspective, where you have a vantage point above your enemies. David's onto something here. He says, Lord, I need perspective because my emotions are causing me to freeze up and not to know what to do. I feel overwhelmed. And the rock and the fortress where David finds this perspective is God himself. In the presence of God, David finds perspective for his overwhelming emotions. I imagine David realized that sometimes in life, you need your logical part of your brain to control you rather than your emotional part of your brain. And he declares God to be that higher place of logic and wisdom where he can go to find perspective. He says, Lord, 
If I come to you, I will have a good vantage point. I will be able to see my enemies coming. With God, I can see the bigger picture of my life and why I have to go through some of these horrible things that I'm going through right now. With God, he can assess the situation from a logical point of view and make good decisions based on facts rather than his overwhelming emotions. I think David is saying in God's presence, you can find perspective. You can see the bigger picture and get a logical appreciation, another type of outlook for life, and then make good decisions based on his guidance and yes, also his protection from danger so that we don't make wrong decisions. Each of us needs that power of a higher, purer, nobler life. A life that is lived from a vantage point, on the hill called Jesus. For many, the world and its pain is too much. Um, We spend too much thought in the pain of the world. And the kingdom of heaven, the bigger picture, is too little on our minds. And I think that this is what David realized. David realized that his mind needs to be on the things above, to have that bigger perspective of life. Now, this is true even within psychology. Research in psychology agrees that distancing yourself from a painful experience may help you to make better decisions. This does not mean that you ignore and bottle up your emotions. It means you have to consider whether you are going through this emotion from a logical outsider's perspective. In other words, consider not just your emotions, but also consider the logic of the situations. Emotions have a way of clouding your decisions and causing you to make bad decisions based in pain. Yes, emotions should be acknowledged and worked through. Emotions are powerful tools to teach you about your likes and your dislikes and about your values. But this is where the bigger perspective and the bigger picture comes into play. The big picture or perspective is what psychologists call a high-level construal. It involves creating a psychological distance from your decisions and from your pain. The bigger picture can only be seen when you know who you are, however, and what your life is. And the Bible tells us what we are and what our lives are. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So in other words, we need to understand the bigger perspective from a point of view of who God creates us. And there are five questions that you can ask yourself um, in order to gain this bigger perspective, to see the bigger picture when you are feeling emotionally overwhelmed. I call them the when, what, where's and why's and then add on a how. (laughs) So in other words, you ask yourself when you're feeling emotionally overwhelmed, you go to the Lord in prayer and you say to the Lord, when, meaning, what exactly is the time frame of what I'm going through? Ask yourself the following questions. Am I feeling overwhelmed because of a past event? Or is it because of some impending future event that I'm feeling anxious about that's still going to happen? You see, then you can tell yourself past events, there's really nothing that you can do about it. So what you need to do is you need to place it at God's feet and let it go. Give him the burdens of your life. Future events that you are feeling overwhelmed about, however, can either be postponed, either physically or in your mind, by asking yourself, if this thing that I am feeling overwhelmed about was still far away, would I feel the same way? And then work through it. 
Remember, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17 to 18 speaks about the when of feeling overwhelmed. It says, For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. This is the kind of perspective we need in terms of our emotions and overwhelmed feelings when it comes to the when. The next one is what. What does this have to do with your life's plan? Where does it fit in? Is whatever you are feeling, that overwhelmness, uh, um, important enough for you to invest your emotions on? Because some things that we go through really doesn't have a part in our lives. It's just a momentary blip in the entirety of your entire life. Luke 12 verse 23 says, For your life is more than food, and your body more than clothing. And the Bible promises that God will take care of these small things that sometimes overwhelm us. In other words, the small things of life that really do not have a bigger part to play in your life. The what. What part does it have to play in your life? That perspective you have to gain in order to control your overwhelmed emotions. The next one on the list is the where. Where will this take you? In other words, when you're feeling overwhelmed because of a specific situation, where is this going to take you in life? And what do I mean with this? Not where is it going to take you right now, but will it affect your salvation? Will you lose heaven or end up in hell because of what is happening to you right now? Is this thing that you are going through, are these feelings of overwhelmed emotions going to destroy you? Romans 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So you need the bigger perspective of that if you are in Christ Jesus, nothing can remove you from your hand. And that is really the only thing that happens. Is this thing going to destroy your salvation or not? The next one is the why. Why am I feeling so overwhelmed? This is a very important question to ask yourself to gain the bigger perspective with the Lord. There are many examples of people in the Bible who ask the question, why am I feeling this way? And King David was one of them. You need to ask yourself, why am I feeling overwhelmed? Is it because the load that I'm carrying is too heavy and I need to reprioritize the things that I invest my emotions on? Or perhaps you have been triggered meaning that you have actually gone through a similar experience before and now it's just too many times that this specific thing has happened to you and you are feeling overwhelmed and triggered by it and this is why you are feeling so emotional or perhaps you have had boundaries crossed and that perhaps you're not being assertive and telling people what is allowed and what is not allowed and therefore you are feeling overwhelmed because you're not assertive so there's these questions that you have to ask why am i feeling overwhelmed and you can do this in the presence of god with him on his rock for him being your rock psalms 88 verse 14 david did this he says lord why castest thou off my soul? Why hidest thou thy, my, your face from me? Why am I feeling so overwhelmed? The thing is that emotions tell you something about yourself. Emotions can teach you lessons that you need to learn in order for the future to be different. The last question is the how. How is this overwhelming event going to affect my life? How much weight or importance does what I'm going through, going to, that I'm going through, how much is it going to affect my life and how much weight does it carry up until this point in my life? In other words, small arguments and disagreements do not need to be turned into mountains. 
we need to learn to be realistic and to weigh what we're going through emotionally and really ask ourselves, is this really such a big deal? When I look back at my entire life, is this really such a life-changing event that I have to invest so much emotion on it? John 6 verse 27, the first part reads, Do not labor for the food that perishes, but for food that endures to eternal life. In other words, don't spend your emotional energy on small things that don't matter. Leave it at God's feet and go on living your life. I believe that David understood what Adrian Rogers says. Adrian Rogers claims and says, wisdom is looking at life from God's point of view. I think David understood this. I think David understood that hiding was not always the appropriate response, but sometimes we need to step back from our lives and look at it from a different perspective and ask the questions, when, what, where, why, and how? And so that the Lord can lead you to a greater view of your life and so that these small moments of feeling overwhelmed will not crush you, but that you will be able to say, I have a better perspective because I have gone to the Lord, the one that is my high tower. The Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word yes to plus 27836584296. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at 8 a.m. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word YES to plus 27836584296. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.